questions are being asked as to why parts of the country suffered power cuts last night due to insufficient power being generated. Around 20,000 North Island households had power cuts last night after TransPower asked lines companies to reduce loads on their networks as demand surged because of cold temperatures. There's been suggestions it's the result of electricity generators focusing on profit over security of supply. Uh, joining us now is Bob Weir, external manager of generation and trading at Genesis Energy. Good morning to you, Bob. Good day, Kerry. How are you doing? Well, I'm a bit perplexed because surely electricity companies know that it's winter and it gets cold and people will turn on heaters. How yeah, come there is no security of electricity in this country? Yeah, well, I guess I'm probably no more informed than yourself, Kerry, being at home myself, but it does pose <laughs> some pretty significant questions from my former days being in the industry. But these sort of events have been happening in the industry here and around the world for a long, long time. So it's yeah. not like it's a new thing. We get we get peak demand periods, we get dry spells, we get weather events, and um, the system should be robust enough, we would hope, to cope with those. But clearly last night um, it wasn't able to, and it does pose a lot of questions, I must admit. So, exactly, you think, okay, well, it was particularly cold. Um, why didn't we burn more coal to ensure consistency yeah. of supply? Yeah, well, just to give you, from my experience in the industry and these sort of events, is typically that they don't happen often, but you need to have things in place to deal with them. Yeah. Typically, you would have things like gas turbines sitting on reserve um, that don't run very often, but can yeah. start very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, you, we don't have it in New Zealand, but you'd have pump storage situations where you've got dams full of water that run um, that water out and fill the hole and then pump the water back up when the problem's over. Or you have things on the demand side where people um, voluntarily drop their power off, you know, and that happens automatically and quickly. So those are the sort of event system things typically um, that you would have in place to deal with these sort of issues. Now, it appears to me that and again, I'm, I'm just Joe Public myself now, but um, these things weren't in place. And I, I do, you know, there's no issues now we have facing in New Zealand are quite challenging for everybody, including internationally, with um, is um, gas is not as readily available. Are we sending the signals to the market for people to build a, the plant that's needed to do this? Um, your point about coal, having been in charge of Huntley for quite a few years, um, Huntley's old. Um, mm. And you can't just start Huntley up quickly. It's got to be on, hot, ready to go. Um, and if it's not, there's nothing it can do about it. Right. I, mean, we are, the, the, I mean, I'm not sure that the, the, the reason they're burning coal at Huntley is not because it's um, a nice to do. It's because the market obviously needs it. Um, yeah. The coal is expensive to burn. And um, the, the industry, obviously, at the moment, needs that to happen. Um, so... Um, yeah, yeah, so I think there's, there are some, some sort of big questions, and I guess uh, more broadly is um, we have now got the quandary, and it's interesting on a day like today when the climate change report comes yes. out, is that it poses some pretty significant questions for us because if we aren't able to deal with these events, um, are, are we faced with these types of incidents occurring? Um, if we can't have gas turbines in place, if we can't build the storage for it, we have to shed load to deal with that. So these are the sort of questions I'm asking, but I'm like yourself, and we need to get answers for them. The other thing too is, of course, that we're looking at replacing the entire fleet and getting a cleaner um, transport fleet in this country, which you know, absolutely on board for. But if we can't look after households in the middle of winter, how in the name of God were you supposed to get your Tesla or your Nissan Leaf out the door this morning? 
Yeah, and then this is the, well, the fundamentals of the electricity industry have been the same for 100 years. You've got to generate electricity, push it through some wires to, to us at home to use it. But things are changing and they do change. And one of the things that is is going to come, we know that, and I think I'm as much for it as anyone, is that if we are going to push towards more electric vehicles, it's going to change the way things happen in the industry. And typically, I'd imagine, I um, don't have one myself, but come night time, you're going to be charging your um, electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. Cold snaps will happen. We need to think. And this is the sort of thing that needs to be happening ahead of time. And um, and it just, I and, don't have any faith it is. Yeah, well, it, you know, this, you know, I'm a little bit, little bit out of the industry now, but um, you are in, a, in the big generators and so on. They're, they're having to make investment decisions about what they do. And, and someone has to pay for that. You know, they're not going to voluntarily do this unless there's the signals there or the financial returns to do it. And people aren't going to have plants sitting there not running unless someone's paying for it. So there does need to be some thought put into how how is the market providing signals for these things to happen? Um, is there needing to be more government involvement in some of these decisions? Um, so yeah, so it, it's 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 quite a poignant that um, at a time when it's freezing cold, the lights are out, and we're getting some quite significant debate around climate change, which is absolutely necessary yep. and justified. Yeah, but it does pose to us some more questions that need answering, and I'm I'm not sure where they're coming from at the moment. And again, you know. I agree that if there's a better way of doing things, a cleaner way of doing things, let's go for it. But to push ahead before the infrastructure is there seems insanity. Like we're looking at hydrogen and that's great. There are, you know, in the early stages of planning for hydrogen biofuels, cool. But these are all pie in the sky at the moment. Yeah, and you're right. What I've found from being in the industry for a long time, 25 plus years, is that these discussions are great until the lights go out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 off because it is a fundamental need that we all just take for granted um, until it's not there. And for people like myself in a warm home, insulated home, you know, it, it was a minor inconvenience. But yeah. for people that are you know, yes. fundamentally in cold homes and and people relying on that power, it's 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 not an inconvenience. It's fundamental, and we do take that for granted, I guess. But. I take it for granted when the country takes my taxes and, you know, charges me um, extra taxes to make for cleaner, greener energy and charges me a significant amount for my electricity and tells me that when they revamp all the electricity companies, it's going to be better for me and for the country. Well, then I do say, yeah, okay, well, do your job. Knock yourself um, out. (laughs) Show me how good you are. You know, and then they don't. And I feel yeah. like that contract has been broken. Yeah, and I and I, you know, now like I'm like yourself, Kerry. I'm just Joe Public, yeah. and I'm the same. But I guess I've got a bit more insight on how you have. how things worked. Um, but you do. I mean, it, we we pay for it. We expect it. And when we were when I was on the other side of the fence, that was a, an obligation we knew we had to fulfil. Yeah, and that was part of our job. And when we weren't doing it, it was a pretty unpleasant place to be. But that yes. was what you're there for. Security of supply was a fundamental driver for all of us so you know we have debates about the profitability motive and that yeah that's that does blur things somewhat now but i still think that the the industry is such that the the driver should be there to keep the lights on they should be there i think security of supplies what puts us slightly above the bonobo apes you know it's like that's why we live the way we do and until until the government can assure me that there are there are a range of options, and it comes back to Marsden Point again, you know, we're we're told we're not going to run out of gas. I don't believe them. I want and I want to have a belt and braces option 
when it comes to living in this country. And these are the things that because the, the, the social push at the moment is, you know, and I came from the coal industry and that, mm. so you know, I'm, I'm way out of it now, but um, Huntley Power Station um, in Marsden and these sort of debates, Huntley Power Station, coal or otherwise, is not going to last a lot longer. It's an old plant. It's been well yeah. looked after by some guys that have done a brilliant job, but um, it is very old and it's going to eventually stop. And so that's a reality. Um, it's burning coal because the market requires it um, and we're importing it because we can't get it locally. And that's just some realities. But that will stop soon. And that plant was built to um, secure dry dry year conditions. That's what it was built for when gas was cheap. That will disappear soon. Yes, um, it gas exploration and that would it. So that's and I'm not in the loop on that, but I get a sense that the the, the gas supply. I'm not sure where we're heading to with that. I mean, again, these are questions that need to be asked. Mm. Do we need to go to pump storage? Now that offers some real challenges environmentally. I mean, no one wants to see rivers dammed, um, but that's so. These are all sort of Big questions, and then we have to trade that off against, well, if we can't do all that, are we prepared as a country to put up with what happened last night? Very, so that, very good questions, Bob, and great to talk to you. I appreciate it. Yeah, certainly time, Kira, but uh, yeah, so keep asking the questions. <laughs> good on you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just really perplexed. I, I just feel like I'm losing my handle on reality at the moment. <laughs> don't, don't do that, please. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of in this weird world of what I thought was certain is no longer. It's a it's a funny old place to be. Thank you, Bob. I really do appreciate your expertise.